look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're listening to 770 CHQR and More Than Money. And Canada has undertaken one of the biggest and boldest studies on aging in the world. And the data is just coming out. I'm interested in this because in my practice here, as an investment advisor, as a portfolio manager, and as a retirement transition specialist, I need to know what's happening with our aging demographic, with the Canadian seniors. Are they healthier? What's the costs, concerns, and issues that they have? Because my clients are all concerned about that. So let's bring on the expert, Dr. Susan Kirkland. She's a co-principal investigator of the Canadian Longitudinal Study of Aging based out of Dalhousie University. Dr. Kirkland, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleased to be here. So we've we've got some initial data. We've we've uh, people often think about getting older as a time of ill health, but that's not necessarily the case. So tell us about the people you're working with as part of the study. I'd be happy to. So um, we have been doing a study called the Canadian Longitudinal Study on Aging, and uh, it's a very large study. We're following fifty thousand men and women from across the country. And uh, we follow them fairly intensively, get a large amount of information from our participants. And every three years, we go back to them and update that information. And we follow them over time for 20 years. So um, we have just um, completed, well, we're just about to finish the first follow-up, but we've released the data from the actual baseline. So this goes up to 2015, this information was collected. And uh, it's a wealth of information for both uh, academic researchers who are interested in in the science of aging, but also for policymakers who are interested in using evidence to make decisions. So what was the study designed to find out initially? Ah, Very good question. So initially, it was a, a study that was developed around understanding the aging process and to really understand... Uh, the trajectories over time and the ways in which people change as they age and the things that influence aging. And so it's all about understanding interrelationships. And previous studies in the past had, you know, collected a lot of information about health, but very little information on social aspects of people's lives or vice versa. And then there were another group of studies that had a lot of information on genetics but no information on people's lifestyle or, you know, where they lived or what kind of social influences affected them. And so the Canadian Longitudinal Study on Aging really tries to put all of those things together because, as we know, you know, aging is not just about health or not just about, uh, you know, the social aspects of, you know, where you live or who your family is. It's about all of the intersection of all of those pieces and what does the intersection tell us about how well you age. Okay, so, and the, sorry. sorry. The other thing that I was going to mention is that we follow people who are age 45 to 85, and we follow them for 20 years. And that's another thing that's different from a number of other studies in that we really want to understand aging from the midlife because we understand that, you know, you don't just become, for example, old at 65. <laughs> it really is about a lifetime of events and a lifetime of occurrences um, that, you know, that shapes the way in which uh, 
you enter into uh, an older age cohort. So tell me what results you've seen so far. Uh, well, we've seen some very interesting things. A lot of um, a lot of the information that we have um, sort of is a documentation of things that we suspected or things that we knew. So, for example, we know that in general, people in Canada, as they age, are are quite healthy and they consider themselves to be quite healthy. So, for example, almost 90% of the people in the Canadian Longitudinal Study on Aging answered that they felt that, in general, their health was either good, very good, or excellent. And when it came to mental health, it was even higher. Overall, 95% of people said that their mental health was either good, very good, or excellent. But what we see is that sometimes if you look at the overall population, you miss things. And so what we're particularly interested in is looking at subpopulations who might have a different response. And one of the things that we see, which is, um, which is something that we already know about, but is, is very um, clearly portrayed in our study, is that older women don't do as well as the rest of the general population. And what's interesting is that women in general don't seem to do as well as men on a number of aspects when it comes to aging. But, for example, if you look at uh, marital status, in general, the population, it looks like the majority of the population is married. But then if you start to break it down by age and sex subgroups, if you look at the subgroup of 75 to 85, about 75% of men in that age group are married, but only about 35% of women in that age group are married. And when you think about what the impact of that has, and most of those women are widows because their husbands have died earlier, and you think about the impact that that has on you know, their, um, the fact that they may live alone or what it means for social interaction and social isolation, um, it has a huge impact. We also see in terms of um, uh, financial security, mm-hmm. we know that we see that the majority of Canadians indicate that they're actually doing relatively well in retirement uh, with their retirement income. But then again, when we start to break it down by age and sex, what we see is that there are vulnerable subgroups. And so, for example, um, overall, very few people indicated only about 6% indicated that they, they felt that they didn't have adequate income to, to, to really live on. But if you look at it among that older age group of women again, it doubles to 12%. So it's really understanding the nuances. And I think this is really important when it comes to policy as well, because very often well, policy generally affects people across the board, but it doesn't affect people the same across the board. And understanding how policies are going to affect different subgroups is really important because often there's unintended consequences. Yeah. So was there any um, surprise results that you got out of it? Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything that really shocked me. I think one interesting thing that we found is that almost half of Canadians own a pet. And I think that that's, uh, I I thought it was a really interesting finding. I don't think it was particularly shocking. Um, But I think that 
um, you know, when you think about things like health and physical activity and um, physical function and psychological well-being, things like having a pet actually make a difference in people's lives. And uh, I think that is really interesting. What I found in the report, according to your group, was that 34% of respondents when it comes to their health had high blood pressure. And then I was surprised to see that almost 16% had depression, which was higher than cancer or osteoarthritis, um, which, or even diabetes. I think that was, it was higher than diabetes as well. I, I wouldn't have put depression as one of the, the top two. And, and according to the, re, the report I read, it was in the top two. I was quite surprised about that. Right. And, and, and it is also surprising when you contrast that with the response that people had around their mental health and their health in general. Exactly. Um, but, I, but I think we do know um, that depression is something that is quite prevalent. Uh, we saw that depression is higher among women than it is among men. Um, and we, but we didn't see the same pattern in terms of depression increasing as people got older. We, in fact, saw that it slightly decreased as people got older. Okay, that's, that's good to know. Was there anything that, uh, that you came out of the results that we should learn from, that we could change how we approach our own health or our own as we age? That's uh, a very good question. I think probably the most worrying thing that we saw was that really only about 25% of Canadians meet the target for physical activity. Um, and, and again, this is something that we, we have heard a lot about, but, you know, it, I think that those are the kinds of things that are going to come back to haunt us in the future. Um, you know, we saw that people, uh, I, I think an interesting finding is that people often go in and out of retirement. Um, you know, they initially retire and then they return to work for various reasons post-retirement and, in the report, we called it unretirement, um, and it was slightly higher among uh, men than among women. Okay. Um, and they did report retiring. About twenty-five percent of the population reported retiring for health reasons, but the majority of people didn't go back to work necessarily for health or for financial reasons. They went back, I think, primarily for um, engagement. Yes, and to feel that they were contributing to society. And I, I think that is a really important element. And the thing that we see increasingly is the importance of feeling engaged and feeling like you're a productive member of your community or your society. Um, and we need to be thinking about ways in which we can support that. You know, that's the good two tips right there. Stay engaged and stay active. Dr. Susan Kirkland, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. Now, we have our seminar coming up on Tuesday, May 29th, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. As you age, your needs for income, your needs for protecting your lifestyle, and in the event of a health issue, how are you going to pay for all that? We're going to discuss that at the seminar again, Tuesday, May 29th, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. You need to reserve your seat, so give us a call at 966-8400. That's 966-8400. Or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. 
And let's say you've been listening to this show and you wanted to hear our previous uh, shows or you can't catch us on, on, on a live show. You want to hear one of our recorded or, or pre-recorded uh, viewpoints on that. We have a podcast. Now, you can access these past segments on morethanmoneyradio.com. Go to our website and, and you can look it up on there or get them delivered directly to you by searching for More Than Money CHQR on iTunes or in your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us on More Than Money on 770 CHQR. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.